Good morning, everyone. Boker Tov. Boker Tov. Thank you for coming. We're learning the Mholent of Sivan, um, sponsored by Dali Orlev, in memory of his sister, Chana Bat Shmuel Halevi and Sarah, Miriam and Yossi Sos, in memory of Miriam's Abba, Pinchos Menachem, Ben Avram David, and Ira Brown, in honor of his 50th birthday. The weekly sponsorship for this week is by uh, Michael Levy, in memory of Michael's father, Yosef Ben Dovber Halevi, uh, Yechiel and Leah Stein, in honor of their daughter, Rachel Tzipor's Bat Mitzvah. And Ilan and Reb David Singer, memory of Reb David's father, Rabbi Philip Harris Singer, Rabbi Rav Pinchot Tzvi Ben David, Zichon Olivrocha, and by Michal and Yudi for the Rufu Shlema of Yosef Ben Esther. And today for the Rufu Shlema of Mania Nistar Abbas Ilana. Should have a Rufu Shlema. Okay. Why? Mazel Tov Mishpachat Barad. Mazel Tov Mendi. Beautiful. Who? Which kid? Oh, wow, beautiful. Should be somewhere. Yeah? Whatever. You're here. This is better than a, che- than, 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 than a phone. Mazel tov, mazel tov, that's beautiful. Can I add? Sorry, I just locked in. Yeah. My uncle was Victor yesterday. Who? My uncle, Elidad ben Aryeh. Elidad ben Aryeh? Lelo nishmato, I'm sorry. Tehen nishmato tzuro Okay, I want to ask a, a very important question to begin Shir, to understand today's Shir, to show us where, to, to put it to place us in a really good place where we're at with, these, with this great learning from Rav Sasson. I'm going to ask you the following question, and I want you to think about it before just saying the answer, okay? Um, what does it mean when someone has a big neshama, a big soul, as opposed to someone that has a small soul? What does that mean when you say, well, oh, it's a big neshama. What a big neshama that person has. Or we're living in the, as big neshamas, or, oh, with small, small neshamas. What does that mean, that someone has a big neshama? I look at the prophets, a lot of the, they have the, the, the passage of the neshamot. Wait, 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 slowly, slowly. That's a, because it, what, the first thing you said is a very important one. Oh. So, la'at, la'at. They're able to encompass a lot of more, like they're able to bring in more because they already have. You said, but you said a little bit differently. No, no, no. You said that they're that they're because you were talking about the fact that they're in touch with a lot of other nishamas. Yes. Okay. Let's. So you're talking about that they're, they're tapped into the nishamas, the people that they that they see. Okay. A higher neshama is living in a higher state of consciousness, so therefore whoever it comes in contact with, it can actually be in tune with the conscious, with the potential of the, of the neshama that they're in the presence of. Beautiful. Oh, there's no right, I'm just, you know, there's no right or wrong way. Right you walk into the room and you feel the consciousness of a neshama like... Okay, I'm not going to have a lot of people here. Like you, like you, like you, like you, like you. What else is... Who else has... What other? I also see it as like a, a light that's shining out and able to reach. It's not just the people who are able to like come and, and experience that, that neshama, but it's also the reach of that neshama out to... Not just who's in front of them, yeah. but to the uh, masses, right. Not necessarily just to people, but all of existence. Bria, that is Bria, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else? Yeah, Nechama Lima. 
So it's a neshama that's been here multiple times. It's already gone through a lot of levels of zikuch, of refinement, and th- now, this time around, so it's not as new, it's not like necessarily someone that's here for the first time. <laughs> right. That's important. Yeah. Anyone else? Anyone, anyone have any other opinions? <clears throat> there's a lot of questions I have right now. That before, I want to learn inside also, but there's a lot of questions I, I, I would want to add to this. Is there a difference between, is it, if you think it's okay to say that a neshama, a big neshama is called a neshama klalit? Does that, does that kind of fit into like the description we've been giving? Neshama klalit means like a all-encompassing neshama that, that a lot of people are drawn to, kind of like Ariella, what you, Leah, we're, we're talking about. So neshama klalit, that it's, they're like they're, they're they're meant for the masses. Is that a big nish? That's probably a big nishama, no? That's like a like a like a term, like uh-huh. like uh, Adam Harishon, for instance. Right. Uh, I think Moshe Rabbeinu, and don't test me on the rest of them, but so is there is that a different level, maybe? We're gonna learn. That. I mean, that, that's why I'm, I'm putting out all these right. questions to exactly prepare us for today's learning. And really for this next chapter in the Sefer, which is just so, so beautiful, this chapter, Ruch Hashem. The term all the time. When we talk about, you know, the Shema I think we need to find a more, a more, a more warm, caring kind of word, like Klali comes to sound so black and white and missing the essence. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, good. Yofi, so maybe, maybe we'll come up with one. Maybe we'll come up with one. You'll understand when we open up the Sefer why we started talking about that right now. We're, uh, we're starting a new chapter today. Daf Samech David. Gdulat Hador Ha'acharon. Huh? Samech David. Gdulat Hador Ha'acharon. The greatness of... So, this is a, a, a chiluk. I'm not sure if he means the latest generation or the last generation. Right? Because in Hebrew, it's kind of confusing. What does that mean exactly? The last generation, the latest, or, or the final, right? And if it's the final, what does that mean, the final? What do you mean the final? <laughs> of course there is. So we'll, 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 we'll try to see what, what Rav Sasson is leading us to. This is really deep stuff today. It's beautiful stuff today. The greatness of the generation despite the smallness of the individuals. Because my, my next question, I'm going to let him ask it, really is, are we neshamot, are we, are we a door of neshamot gedolot? Are we greater in our neshamas than, than a previous generation? And it, there's so many sides to this question. Like, How big are our neshamas today? How big is the neshama, now don't, don't get crazy, don't freak out, how big is the neshama klalit of the, of the ummah, of the nation, right? So there's two ways of looking at this question, big neshamas, little neshamas. On the one hand, one way of understanding this is, as a people, as a one chativa, as one unit, right? The nation itself in this door, is it a big neshama? As, or are we looking at it as individuals, are the people that are in this door big neshamas? Two different questions, nachon. Now they seem to contradict each other as well. Because if the souls of the generation are like kleine, that means like, like small neshamas, how could, the, how could the soul of the nation be 
a big neshama, as an uma, and then vice versa as well. Is it like Sorry? Is it like what? In what way? Oh, I hear your question. Good. Cholyot, yeah, yeah, let's see. Or is it where we're striving for? Right, good. Keep it in mind as we're, as we're learning through. Daf Samech Dalid. Rav Sasson is going to say, if you're still reading this Sefer, it means, it means you probably believe in yourself, more or less. If not, you, you, there's no way you would have been flipping these pages. Hadibur al ha'ekhsher shel ador le'otan madregot elyonot alul lihitakel bikushia gdola. So all this talk on preparing this generation to these levels that we were talking about, such as nevua, ruach hakodesh, migdash, malchut. It may, we may get stuck with some some serious questions over here. Halo kol echad shemabit al atzmo. Each, each of us are looking at ourselves and we're like, we're saying, I'm so, uh, in, you know, in, in comparison to what I know could be in a state of living with Nivua, Ruch HaKodesh, who am I today? Nachon? V'chen yadua shebaofen klali kayemet yeridat hadorot. And we know generally speaking, have you heard of the terminology called Yerida Sadoros? That means the descent of generations. I'll never forget when I first heard it. I was in, you were, you were, you were, you've been to the place I'm talking about. I was in 770 in uh, Melbourne. And I, for the first time, Moish took me. I'll never forget this. He took me to Shachris. And um, her husband took me to Shachris. The first time I was there. And I said, what time, what, you know, what, what, time, what time should I be ready? He's like, so he said, <clears throat> um, I'll, I'll pick you up like at 9.45 in the morning. I said, what? So I get there. I get there, and I get there way before Minion even starts. And then Minion starts, <clears throat> and it's such a... It was beautiful people, but everything was just very late and very kind of like, I don't know, almost like lazy. It was like, it was very, very interesting. <clears throat> Sorry. And... Um, I went up to the, the Rav there, the one that was kind of running things. I had met him over Shabbos. I said, I'm from Eretz Yisrael. I just, I don't know. What's going on over here? He's like, what do you mean? We're living with the times. I said, what do you mean? He's like, you read this Adairus. That's what he used. That's the terminology he used. You read that Adairus. Like, what do you mean? Just, this is just the descent of generations. Like, this is where things are at right now. Now he said it in a very real way, wasn't he? wasn't giving excuses. He was just saying, listen, this is just what it is, you know? And in a, to a certain extent, listen, we're away from Beis Amigdash for thousands and thousands of years. It's going to be hard to keep up a, a strong momentum of like getting up in the morning, fire, power, everything's on time, early, this and that. Those that are able to do it, amazing. They're, they're Yotzim in Aklal. So Rasul Sun is saying, listen, we know of this concept called Yeridat Adorot. The descent of generations. The Kayam, fifth line, a uh, fourth line. The Kayam Par Gadol, Ben Hasagata Dorota Rishonim, Lumata Dorota Achronim. There's a tremendous par, I forgot how you say that, how you say par? Gap. 
between the early generations and the later generations. אז איך ניתן לבוא ולומר שהדור שלנו ראוי למדרגות גדולות יותר מהדרגות הקודמים? So are you going to come and tell me this generation that's so much further than previous generations is actually ready for concepts of living in states of reality, of like Ruach HaKodesh, Nevoa, Malchus, Mikdash? What a gap. How could you say that? Mainly you would have said it about previous generations. I'd probably understand better. But you want to tell me you look at the Yidin today, you look at Eretz Yisrael today, you look at Am Yisrael today and say, yeah, you know, Really, like, this, this door, they're ready. They're ready for, like, really big, big stuff. See, there's a little bit of a, of a disconnect here. Now, I, know, I know there's a lot of thoughts everyone has. Hold on to them for a second, okay? I can see everyone's, like, <laughs> I see the memes popping out of everyone's. It's amazing. Lat, lat, let's let him take, take us on the, on the trail today, okay? This is a very deep question. We're going to keep on addressing this question in different manners throughout the book. We're going to point out some principles here, some foundations of trying to understand why anyone would think that this door is ready for such great things, considering the fact that there's been such a descent, descent of generations. Reshit kol yesh ladat. Okay? Says, Let's just explain something. When we're talking about a descent of a generation, or an ascent of a generation, we're speaking here about the madrega haklalit shel hador. What is madrega klalit? So the general level of the door. We're not speaking about individuals that are, that could be shining bright stars. We're talking about madrega klalit, generally speaking. By the way, who's included in the door? Everyone. Also tzaddikim. But everyone. Everyone's, everyone's in it. Everyone's included in it. So this, this ikaron, this principle, we found in the Gemara in Sanhedrin. The Gemara says, a bunch of tzaddikim were sitting around together. A voice came down from heaven and said, Wow, this generation, it's ra'ui that shechina should descend upon it, hover over it, like Moshe Rabbeinu. But what's the problem? The generation is not merited. Meaning it's speaking about an individual level. Perhaps back then, there were certain individuals, it was fitting for them, it was megiyalahem, that the shechina should come and hover over them. Elamai, what's the problem? The klal, right? The, the door itself in general was not ra'ui for it. Okay? That's where he's getting this principle from. Showing us this distinction between where a generation is at and where individuals are at. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm, I'll tell you why. This is like very, um, this is just very, very beautiful because you remember that last album that we did for Aish Kodesh called Only You with, that had the song Everlasting Love? That song Everlasting Love came on at, when the album was done and Rav Weinberger said, 
I think, still think there's something missing. And he, then he told me, go back to the tapes, find that nigga again, everlasting, which I forgot. And I said, I was thinking to myself, oh my God, it's just going to push off the, the album more. It's, it needs to come out already. Whenever, by the way, and if any of you know, if you've ever been involved in, in an album, you, at a certain point, you just want it out. <laughs> it doesn't matter, you don't care, and we just want it out. That's how I was feeling about this last album. And then the tzaddik says, no, 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 there's one more. I'm telling you, go, you have to go, and little did we know what that nigun would be, you know, more than any of the other nigun on the album. Same exact thing has happened right now. We're, we, were, we finished recording all the tracks for the album, and then Rav Weinberger was on the phone with me and, and said, he said, wait a second, we missed one. And I said, Rebbe, but it's, and I was thinking to myself, we missed one. I, the musicians already came in, man. He's like, no. I said, I, so I told, I called the, I called the uh, executive director of the project, and the guy from the show in Woodmere. I said, listen, Rebbe said we missed one. Two, actually. And, and by, uh, we're going to do what the tzaddik says, but the, the people that listen to the tzaddik have to find rubles to make sure that the, right? They said, whatever, it's fine, we'll figure it out. And one of the songs which is coming out, that's what I'm, I'm most excited for, is called A Living Generation. Mamish, what he's speaking about over here, it's a targum of a piece from Rav Kook about what a, what a living generation looks like, meaning what a, the, the, the neshama klalit of a, of a door, of a generation, looks like. So back then in the Gemara, Beseder, the few tzaddikim, of course, in their foot, privately, Megiyalayim, Shechina, all these things, Nachun, but the door was not a living generation. Rav Kook speaks about a living generation. A living generation will arise. I forgot the words right now. But anyway, it's a, it's a very exciting thing. You could, and you could sense that in the air, is that where he's leading us to, to with, this, with this talk right now. Plomar. End of the first line. Lamrot shalem mifchinat madregato Even though this certain tzaddik the Gemara was speaking about was perfect and their own individual right, mitzad chokhmato ma'asav, from the level of his chokhma and his actions, mikol makom mitzad madregata dor en adavar shayach. But regarding where the door is, the, the generation in, in its you know, fullness, it's not shayach. And therefore, because the generation isn't really shayach to living in a state of shechina, the individual can't live in this. In the, it won't come down to the individual either. Is that clear? Is there any questions on this so far? But the, even though the individual in the time of the Gemara was worthy of having to live in, of living in a state of shechina and mikdash and of all these things, but since the generation wasn't, the individual couldn't merit it either. Now, is that fair? Well, it's not for us to say. That's what the Gemara is telling us. Is that, I don't know, is that fair? Who are we to know what's fair, what's not fair? Uh, you know, it sounds like it's not fair, but okay. Explain your question. Explain. Not for long. Not for long. Noach's end is the most miserable ending in the Torah. Noach, I wouldn't consider Noach a living generation. I would say a third. I would say a third of. No, 
Noach, I would say that Noach, if, he, if, if the outcome of Noach's story was one where it was filled with Avodah Hashem, showing us there was a tzaddik in our time that understood what life is all about, and not just staying alive, it would be a contradiction. Noach is actually shows us more than anybody that just staying alive, l'shem staying alive, is nothing. Exactly. Is nothing. Okay. Shoresh ha'inyan na'ut bekach sh'anashamot ha'pratiyot hen chedek me'ador kulo ve'lachen tluyot be'madregato. Why didn't he merit it? This tzaddik in the Gemara. He says, because individual neshamas, the, the, the tzibur, are part of the whole generation and they're dependent on his madrega, meaning if these tzaddikim really were as much as they could be, and not just holy, but mamish kodesh kodashin, it means it would probably have an effect on all the individual neshamas of their generation as well. Totally. It definitely explains Noach. So I'm, I'm going to hold back of asking again what Neshama Klalit is. But this is very important for us to understand as principles. Asher al next paragraph. We're sitting here Sunday morning in June and we're, 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 we're introspecting Geula. Geula, what is this? Is this? Where's the flow? It's flowing, it's here, it's not here. What's going on? It is not just happening to a few individuals in a room. It's happening to all of Am Yisrael. And slowly, slowly, the Neshama Klalit of the nation, the general, all-encompassing soul of the Ummah is coming back to us more and more. That's what Rav Kook was speaking about. Not as individuals, but as a whole <coughs> Am Yisrael is coming back to us more and more. We have no doubt. We're all going to return to these high and exalted levels which were taken from us in the Galut, which we've been speaking about the last few months. Of course, there's a difference, a tremendous difference between cells of a body where before the neshama leaves the body and while it's still in the presence of the, with the neshama in the body. The difference is not the individual status of each cell. What's the difference? To quote Bon Jovi, dead or alive. Zatomer, dead or alive. The fact that a certain cell is fine and it works on the body, right? But the rest of the ta'im don't work. What does it say about the ta, that the cell that works? Nothing. We're speaking about a body coming, that's what we're talking about. Remember, he's told us, us coming back to Eretz Yisrael, building the land. We're talking about resurrection of the dead. Resurrection of the dead means that the body <coughs> is coming back together. The bones, the of the dry bones of Yicheskel, the body is coming back, being, all the bones are coming together, and the neshama is coming into it to cause a tchiyat to cause a resurrection of the dead. 
So the fact that, you know, if a, he's talking, it's like it's a very important thing for us to understand. Individual cells that are working in a body that's dead means that the individual cells aren't working. Even the ones that kiviachol are working. It's a, it's a picture of a tmuna klalit, of the whole body, either alive or not alive. Galut is a graveyard. Coming back home is the chance to get out of the graveyard and cause a resurrection of the dead. In order for there to be a resurrection of the dead, one needs to be intact. All the cells, the body. So far? So good? Confusing? Yes. <laughs> What's the hardest part to understand of this? I'm just relating it to generation. So right. Like saying right. that, you know, many of the cells are dead, so the generation's dead? Interesting question. What do you think? Could it be well, that... I'm asking, you know, I mean, if I were to describe what's going on here, it's very much alive, but... You know, what might be going on in other cities, I don't know, or, you know, in other city, whatever. You right. Know, it feels dead, like, when I went back home, call it home, it's not home anymore, but I went back to my city where I was born and grew up, and I was just really dead. Uh, so, do you think, think, this is a very good question, I have the same, by the way, I have the same question I was learning this. Uh, the same exact question. What defines a nation coming back to being alive on a general level? Very good what you're saying. Everyone should have that question. It's great that I feel here that I'm alive, but what about the rest of the nation? So he's going to give us, hold on to that question, because he's going to explain to us how to view the door. How do you view a generation? Okay, how do you view a generation? Apparently in the time of the Gemara, when this tzaddik was worthy of Shechina, they viewed their generation that lived with Tanaim and Amoraim of the Gemara, the greatest tzaddikim, as not so much a living generation. And yet, Rav Kook comes and messes with all of us. <clears throat> God bless you. He messes with... Why, why did Rav Kook mess with everyone so much? How did he mess with them so badly? With, 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 with the world of Torah. How did he mess with us till today? What did... And he put it on himself to say, if I am really a neshama, if I am a rav, if I am big, what does that mean? My greatness is only dependent on how much the other cells of the body are becoming resur- are also being resurrected. As opposed, you know, I remember this, this is a very emotional thing that happened to us in high school. They took us when I was living here, and when Anna, they took us, I think it was the first time I ever went, I must have been 13, 14. Now, 14 years old. They took us on a trip to Masharim at night. And as modern Orthodox Ranana boys, no one spent time in Masharim ever, right? We went to Masharim, and I'll never forget that we met some chassid, and he explained to us why there's such a, like a, you know, disconnect from the rest of the world. And he sounded a little bit convincing. It was very hard to hear it, but it sounded pretty convincing. And he said to us, when a doctor operates, if there's a chance the doctor will become, uh, will, will um, 
get the virus that he's working on, he, he should not operate on it, right? Because he has to save his kochos for things that are able to be saved and not contaminate. So we're sitting there, we're waiting, we're like, okay, so what's the nimshal? Like, what are you saying? He's saying, most of the world today can only, it's so, the tumah is so thick and powerful that it just, oh, it can only contaminate anyone that comes and tries to work on it. So therefore we have to completely disconnect ourselves from it. Huh? Of course. Yeah, yeah. So, it's clan a cup, you know what that means? Small mind. No, no, so, I mean, so we were sitting there, remember, we were sitting there, and we were asking him, well, well that's what we were... We were asking, so basically what we were asking him without verbalizing it, we were saying, where, where do we fall in this picture here? Like, what do you think, what do you really, what are you telling us? Is the only reason you're talking to us, even because we're male and not female, but really we're the same, you know, level of, of contamination? Like, is that what it is, right? I had such sad dishmai, I already heard of, uh, of, of Rabbi Nachman then, and I found, as we were walking by, I bought my first Sefer, I bought my first Sefer Amidas of Rabbi Nachman. That, tri- that, that high school trip, I realized, this is not the world of the Baal Shem Tov that I heard of. There's no way. Imagine the Baal Shem Tov saying that. <laughs> Can you imagine the Baal Shem Tov talking like that? Can you imagine the Gaon of Vilna even talking? Meaning, say even, because Kilo says he's not Hasidus, but can you imagine real, real Gdolim speaking like that? So Rev Cook comes and he's meeting a world that is broken. Yes, it's pre-World War II, it's true. It's pre-World War I even, right? It's true. But he's saying over here, if we keep on viewing the door as this Tumah, the way it is, why even bother coming back to Eretz Yisrael? Why bother doing anything? Why bother building anything? Why bother believing in anything? You'll be left with such a comet. You'll be left with such a tiny little fraction of a bunch of people that Kivyachol think exactly the same and will probably hate each other and just burn themselves down and destroy from within. Legamre? Shalom Yisrael. Gamarno. Next try. So the neshama of the door, the neshama of the door is such a great... He believed that the reason HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us back the opportunity to come home after all these thousands of years is only because the neshama klalit of the generation is one that could be worthy of such, such high and, and gewaldic experiences. Yeah. Right. 
to the people that I love? Like, why would I want to do it in, in a right. way? You know? I, I once heard Rip say that you got to be very careful of something. There are a lot of people today that are speaking in the name of the door that have no shaykhs to this generation at all. Mm-hmm. They ha- and it's a, like a, it's a very, like, you see it through Korach and you see it through a lot of different pe- people literally, but you see it in, a lot of people are speaking things and they're saying very holy things that were shayach to 3,000 years ago or 300 years ago, but they have nothing to do with the generation, with the pulse of the generation today. And, and it's very hard to know this because they sound very holy. And the truth is because at a certain point it was very holy, right? It, it was very holy, but today it's a different door. And to hear people that are shayach to today's door you have to daven for this, like really, really strongly. Hashem merit, I should, I should merit to be connect the people that are really speaking about what the door of today needs. And the problem is, is that I think that we're it's still a minority, minority that is actually speaking the language of today's generation. You know, this is heavy stuff, but I think it's a very big tefillah we have to really incorporate. Say, Hashem. Not just send us a leader, but we should actually hear who are the ones that are that are talking to us today. That's what we need to hear today. We need to hear the, those that are shayach to today's generation, a living generation. Okay, let's let's continue. We're on the third paragraph in the in the page. Yeter al ken This is connected to what you said. Kol talich aroch shel tikkun vezikuch. There were two thousand years of a process of tremendous fixing and refinement. Tikkun v'zikuch le'asir me'am Yisrael et kol ha'klipa v'arish'ah she'nivle'a banu. To remove from Am Yisrael all the evil and klipa that kind of got swallowed up in us u'lezakech otanu and to refine us ad she'nochal ha'shuv liyot ki b'mei kedem teorim mezukachim until we're able to return to be in a state like we used to be pure and refined. Alpaim shnot galut, hen alpaim shana shel tahara vehit adnut. He's saying you could call 2,000 years of galus 2,000 years of punishment, or you could view it as it was 2,000 years of a, of a mikvah, of purification. Hit adnut means from the language of adin. Adinut. Uh, yeah, but... I guess, ref- yeah, more refined, yeah, but I like, I like when you use that word adinut in the concept of zikuch, because sometimes zikuch can mean like, you know, you crush an olive, right? Shemen zayit zach, that's how you get the olive oil, right? So there's that level, which we definitely experienced in Galus, but the neshama also, at a certain point, started to get this refinement. That, sorry? Polishing is better, yeah, 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 I like the nechon. Like an adult that went through a lot in their life and at a certain point of adult spiritual maturity they realize instead of saying ow, why did you do this to me? They look at their life and say wow, I see what you did I choose to believe that you did all what you did to me in order to give me the dot of what I know today that I could have never have known any other way. So he says, that's, like, that's today the umakula, keni ha umakula, shekol ma she'avar aleha, 
everything that happened to our nation, it actually refined us and purified us for these amazing levels that we're hopefully tapping into now. The nation today is filled with tremendous experience and depth. And these levels are going to be able to enable us to ascend to its glory and kingdom which are waiting for us. The, the world is waiting for us to step into the right shoes, to put on those shoes that are mamash, shoes of monarchy, of royalty, of, of pe'er, of glory. I have to share with you, when I was in Tel Aviv last Shabbos, someone came up to us after one of the sessions, and they said, this is going to sound, you know what, I just have to say it, because even though it's going to sound like boasting, but I, I want you to understand why I'm saying it. They said, you know, we have this chevra in Tel Aviv, and everyone thinks, let's set up a Kiruv office here, a Kiruv shop, and do Kiruv here. You have all these Kiruv rabbanim that keep on moving through here, and like you're telling us all the, you know, they, they're operating out of Kiruv when they come and talk to us. He said, what you guys are doing is that you came, you're giving us depth. That's all what we want. We just want depth. We don't need Kiruv. Everyone needs Kiruv. I don't need Kiruv. Who doesn't need Kiruv? I want to go, like I had this whole thing after Shabbos, I want to go do Discovery. After the year we did yesterday afternoon, I was like, I think I need to go do Discovery again. Who doesn't need Kiruv? Everyone needs Kiruv. But who's asking for Kiruv? The Neshama, like the door, like the like Hebron Tel Aviv, they want Omek. Let me just finish the birthright. Um, yeah. He said he got connected, but the rabbi kept on wanting to inspire them with his Kiruv. And as
You're ready for depth. I felt it so strong. I felt it so strong. Imken, bottom paragraph. Zoi ahavchana rishona, ben amadrega pratit shel adam, u ben amadrega klalit shel am Yisrael. This is the first distinction between the individual level of a person and to the general level of the am, of the ummah. All these great levels we've been talking about in this Sefer, we're not saying individuals here are already and refined and perfect, and they're ready for all this. But from the level of the nation in its complete picture, the nation itself, the Ummah, the soul of the nation, would always talk about nishmata uma, the soul of the nation as a as one big body, not in the individual cells, but as one big body. After all the refining we went through in the galut, and years and years accumulating all the holy work that generations have been done to to to, to work on all the in, on the individual matter. And together with this great time in life, and this time that Hashem is restoring His Shechina to Yerushalayim. Everything we're saying right now is showing us we're part of a time that the Neshama in its entirety, the Neshama of the nation, of the people, has gone through what's gone through for thousands of years. And the neshama in its entirety, like when you look at it as a as one big neshama, is saying, I'm, it's, I mean, I, I hesitate to say this, but because of what you said, but I have to believe it. The neshama in its entirety is saying we're ready to be ourselves. Okay, so how does that... Co- how does that not contradict what you said before, Batya? And, I, and I, I have that voice in me too. You understand my question? Remember what Batya said before? I don't understand what you just said. Meaning, how can I look at the whole door, not the individuals, but at the, at the larger picture of the generation, and say, all the thousands of years, it prepared us, we're, as, a, as a whole generation, we're ready. When we see on an individual level, it doesn't look like that. So how do I look at people as part of a body as opposed to looking at them as individual anarchists? Bad word. for I'm not referring to, you know what I mean? Individual rebels, individual, right? How can I look at people as part of a mishpacha as opposed to and a mishpacha that is ready for geula as opposed to the, that, that, that cousin that, you know, went off They weren't being them and, and being on their journey and struggling and thriving in all the ways that they were. We're, we're in relationship with them. We wouldn't be having the conversations, the asking questions, and, and, and engaging with those dynamics. Who are we in relationship to them to be able to grow in the way that, that people, who, uh, people who are engaged with this? So it's, it's, of course, we're all part of the same body. How do I look at them like that? What's the exercise? I think love. Love. Yeah. 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 
How do I? I'm, I'm, it's a lot of descriptions. But you're still talking kiruv to me. I don't want to just have kiruv. Yeah, the Kaddish, yeah. There had to be something there, and I think it's there had to be something with the early settlers who had no kasher Yiddishkeit. They had to feel something in their neshama that this was their place. So I'll tell you why I'm nervous to use the the, the concept, the term four sons, because Neagada there's one that's a Russia. But I don't want to look at him as a Russia. That's you see what I'm saying. I feel that in order to look at them as the Ummah, I can't even say, I can't give the individual descriptions that say, but, you know, I have to figure out a way that I look at them like I look at the biggest tzaddik in the world as part of Mishpacha. Yeah. I I can't hear, I'm sorry. I think seeing that if 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 people on the on the wide spectrum, regardless of where they're holding, are really saying we want depth, that must mean, I think Rav Cook is saying, that there's been a heksha, there's been a preparation for living a life of depth. There's still pieces of the puzzle we have to, you know, p- place inside. But if I lechatchila my eyes view people as wanting depth. Then I can, then I feel, wow! It, it seems like it really is. And the, uh, on the other side of the coin, that's why it's getting more and more intolerable to see shuls that seem like they're not interested in depth. It's intolerable. It, it's it's not just like ah whatever. That's what it's like there. It's it's mamish intolerable because of like the neshama of the ummah wants depth. 
be part of the generation. And it's so funny how so many people aren't part of the generation, and their kivyachol have built shuls. And Rav Kook is seeing this years ago, 100 years ago, that the neshama of the ummah wants pnimius, it wants depth, which makes our avoda even that much more big, that much more irresponsible, and again, as much as it's overwhelming, what a joy to dedicate our lives for matters such as these. Because it means we're plugged in with the times. This is what the neshama of the ummah wants. So I think that if we, if we learn the language of how to look at people, and lechatchila, my, my lechatchila way of viewing them is everyone wants premius, everyone wants depth, people are done with the, anything shallow then maybe well, those kind of eyes are mamish contagious. Rabbi Nachman speaks about this in Azamah, basically, in Lesson 282. <clears throat> and I have to believe that anywhere that, that I walk into, I have to believe that I really am someone that wants Pneumius, first of all. I have to believe that everyone, really what they want, even if they can't say it, is that they need to feel, they want to feel, they just don't know how to. So it comes out in weird ways sometimes. But really then, the, the door... And it's Klaliyut wants it. So Rav Kook is saying, individuals, maybe in their schut, probably the order of the Gula is not worthy of coming down. But in the Neshama of the Ummah, ve'od ech. We're still going to see, though, how to make sense of what seems to be the generation gap. We're still going to keep on bridging these gaps in terms of, and it's only going to be obviously through Ahava, through Yira, through love, through patience, uh, and through eyes of Pneumius, which is what we're here for in the first place. Prasad Hashem will continue next week. Shavuot to everyone. I'm today. He's yesterday. Yeah, one day. Thank you. How old is he? I'm 43, yeah. And you're so quiet. Huh? And you're so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So Thank you. It was, it's so true what you're saying. Like, I see it, I'm by this temple. You know this temple. It's wild. Also, I think that music is what reaches them because it's the language of the soul. They don't want more knowledge. They want. They don't want it. They don't need it. I have one more in my office, actually. Let me give it to you. Yeah.